ST-321, code clearance blue. We're starting our approach to deactivate the security shield. Hi, I'm Paul and I'm with my mate James and welcome to Code Clearance Blue, a show where we discuss all things Star Wars from our home here in the UK. We would be honoured if you would join us. I've been looking forward to this. Good evening everybody, hello, hello and welcome back to Code Clearance Blue. We are back for a crazy week of Mandalorian, Bad Batch and any other Star Wars news. I'm obviously joined here with James again. How are you, mate? Good to see you, Paul. Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Um, as we were just discussing off air, pulled a bit of an all-nighter last night and had to watch the Bad Batch finale around midnight due to a, uh, a busy day. But I managed to keep my peepers open and watch it, take it all in. So that was uh, that was good. But uh, yeah, another mad week, isn't it? Loads going on. Yeah, it was great. I mean, yeah, yeah, really fun packed. It is a bit annoying that they are both on Wednesday because we have to sort of cram them in and really try and find. But, um, but yeah, so but obviously Bad Batch is now, I think, finished, isn't it? Or was it? Yeah. Fin- yeah. That was the finale. And um, yeah, so we've still got Mando to run for a little bit. So yeah, let's get cracking. Should we do a bit of Mandalorian first? Yeah, I think so. Let's um, let's put Bad Batch to, to the back today, seeing it's just, it's the finale, and we'll we'll give that a bit of reverence. But we'll kick off with uh, the Mandalorian season three, episode five. It is five, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Or chapter twenty one. Yeah, the pirate. The pirate. Now I don't know if, if it was the same for you, mate, but when when I logged in to watch it, um, you know, like a couple of weeks ago when it came up and it didn't have the episode title, it just said like chapter. 19 or whatever yeah so for me yesterday when i logged on went to the went to the the home page and everything loaded it up and the little thumbnail was just a gray square and it literally just said watch new episode now i don't know if that was like a little bug or if it was something that was like i don't know across the whole platform mm, um i had a picture but I didn't have any text oh yeah interesting really trying to get things under wraps yeah <laughs> Oh, I think it's more buggy, but yeah. Oh yeah, maybe. But yeah, no, yeah, there was uh, a little, yeah. But yeah, that was just, yeah early on in the morning. I managed to catch it, which was really good. Um, it is good like the old Wednesday mornings, isn't it? Sort of, if you can get it in in the morning, really sort of puts you in a really good mood for the rest of the day. And then yeah, yeah, I guess a little try and, up. try and catch it again, you know. Um for all the things you missed but yeah i mean this one started off because we now know with the recaps obviously the recap has a massive effect as you said last week and the week before i think that it has a massive effect on what the episode's going to lead with and then we were talking about moff Gideon in the again another boba fett recap (laughs) (laughs) it was a great show mate it was a great show (laughs) like all these scenes these really key scenes in boba fett that um and now just being shown as recaps um yeah, and it was obviously about Moff Gideon and uh, you should have killed him, you should have killed him. But so we think, oh, okay, this is it. Mm. Is this Moff related? <laughs> um, and then our favourite clip comes up where he goes, you should retire here by the hot springs. <laughs> At the time in episode one, we're like, why was that? That's really random. And now they're recapping. I'm like, whoa, okay, he really is good. He's thinking about this, isn't he? Yeah, like only two weeks between the, the two things, like him being offered that tract of land and then they're recapping it already. It's like, oh, <laughs> <a minute. laughs> 
It wasn't it's that been, important. A lot more bigger things that have happened in this series. I mean, so it must be it must be a crucial part to the narrative. The way the way things have been going, like chopping and changing onto different plots and characters and stuff, I'm surprised it wouldn't turn into an episode of like "Wish You Were Here" or something. Yeah, exactly. Just, I mean, and I just get them. We're going to get a montage of them building the holiday homes. Getting a few chalets knocked up and that. Yeah, yeah, with nice swimming pools and views <laughs> of Navarro. The volcanic no, landscape. Can see the bullet canyon in the distance. Yeah. There's a canyon. There's another one. Bit of desert. <laughs> <laughs> Old Imperial base, which is really important. <laughs> oh, and by the way, don't get confused, but the bar is now a school. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to have a drink, you need to go a bit further into town. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can have a drink in my office. Um, <laughs> so yeah, then, the, old, the old recap. I actually watched a recap for the first time in in many episodes. I normally just skip past it, but I was the same as you. I was like, "That's a bit interesting that they've they've done something that happened only a couple of episodes ago." But obviously, it becomes clear why. So yeah, yeah, it was all good. So where do where do we begin? Because I've only watched it the we, once. So we I'll start in Navarro, I think. Um, spaceship. Straight up with the old garbage monster up up in the spaceship. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he's got a cracking voice. I think that's the voice. I think that voice is in. Um, I think it's the Rise of Skywalker where uh, Finn goes in the Millennium Falcon at the top, and then he gets sort of some transfer into R two. Oh, you're talking about Bulio? Is that his name? Yeah, and he goes Window War. Yeah, that's well, like, you know what? That's Mark Hamill. No way. Yeah. Uncredited. Really? Yeah, that's that's Mark Hamill doing that. So I, I don't know if it, I, it's not him doing it this time, I don't think. But No, but it sounds really, really similar. I thought, oh, yeah. no, it really sounds... Because I thought that whole crew, because you had um, Quill as a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, um, what can we do with Quill? We lost him. He's dead. But um, maybe we just redress him up. Yeah. <laughs> Put a little pirate uh, beard on him. He's part of the crew, isn't he, little Quill? Um, what was the, the geezer from the previous episode as well? He's Cock- Cockney fella, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Dave. What, Dave. Are, you, what are you doing, Mandalorian? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> Um, yeah, and then the, so yeah, old Grief Cargo's just pointing at the map, isn't he? He's like, yeah, we should put the cargo here, and then suddenly the uh, cookie, uh, Oscar the, the Oscar crash, out. yeah, <laughs> comes on, and then obviously clocks it very quickly that there's, he doesn't have security or any sort of New Republic. Um, uh, yeah, and um, did you get the um, the ref <laughs> the funny reference where obviously he's talking about. Uh, such as such coming down, uh, one of his men coming down, and how he, how obviously, grief shot them all down. He went, well, he shot first. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. I actually didn't tweak that, but no. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah nice. And this isn't um, what's that game called? Spadak, Spadak, Sabak, yeah, Sabak. This isn't Sabak. I thought that was an excellent line. He's like, you can't yeah. block your way out of this one like a game of Sabak. Really good, and like he so, did panic. He did panic a little bit. He could tell. Like mm. he was like, hmm, "Hold on a minute." But then this Oscar the Grouch like just started leveling the place. Like, surely you want to keep it a bit <laughs> nice if you're going to take it over. <laughs> just like right, gunships. Here we go. But I, it was full of um, 
it, this episode was full of cameos and little references and Easter eggs and things like that. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. I mean, YouTube's going to be crazily busy with the old Easter egg films. You know what I mean? Like, there was a lot in this episode. There were. Um, <clears throat> all those kind of little things. So, um, yeah, and it just obviously all kicks off. Yeah, so it's just kind of, they just nail it. And, um, and then, like, the population, which only seems to be about 15 people, <laughs> sort of then had to leave the town and go towards the hot springs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, the, it was literally, it was like the whole town's been evacuated, but there was like, what, about 30 extras or something? Yeah. It wasn't that many. No, no. So, um, and then, yeah, then that, that was it. That was the old uh, pre-title. Yeah. Um, but then he, we get like a little, like I say, a few cameos and, and people returning and stuff. And we get the old uh, X-Wing pilot back, don't we? What's, what's his name? Carson something. Yeah, Carson's back. Carson Carson, Carson Tav- Tavir or something like that. Carson um, the Plot. Yeah, Captain Carson, we can call him. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a great, I mean, great bit of music where they're like, again, like this kind of random music that just keeps coming in where like you just see sort of, beach and then like like quite top gunny where you just got all these x-wing pilots and b wings and just kind of like just chilling out playing some sort of star wars version of paul and then they're in a cantina obviously with no violence yeah <clears throat> and, they're all uh, <laughs> you know in that kind of classic american sort of barring like we got a car for you <laughs> you know it's like i borrow this massive laptop to watch it um <laughs> But yeah, he's he's quite good. I mean, he's got obviously he's on a little bit of a mission to, and then we get a little cameo. There was two cameos in that that scene. the The first one, which he texted me, the our friend from Rebels. Yes, yeah, Seb Seb made an appearance, which was like completely wild. And at, I didn't think it was him to start with. I thought it might have just been one of his species or whatever. But obviously, the credits was, gave away that it was Steve Bloom that that um. I'm guessing maybe Mo capped it, or he certainly provided the voice. But I mean, he looked—I think he looked great. Um, yeah. He's so understated um, that it wasn't like a massive, like "oh, look who it is" sort of thing. You know what I mean? It was just really natural. Yeah, yeah. He's just at the bar, and then it's not a big scene where he's in. It's just a very much. But again, I think we're going to get massive crossover. He's obviously going to feature in other, other. Um, other series and stuff and EA like you say he looked looked great and then did you see Deborah Chow at the bar out of focus in the foreground is it is she sitting next to um Dave Filoni isn't she yeah yeah they're having a little little drink yeah cameo there so that was quite good that was good I only caught that after the event on online people were putting up the picture and saying oh look who look who it is sort of thing right right so um I didn't catch it at the time but yeah very very good very good um, but yeah, yeah, so, yeah, he's working for the Republic. Old, yeah, uh, so he's obviously got a job like being a, a pilot for them or whatever, mm. like since the events of Rebels or whatnot. So, I mean, does that mean that he was working with them during the course of the original trilogy? You know, who knows? Must have been, yeah. Yeah, could have been, couldn't he? I'm um, sure we'll get a bit of backstory to that somewhere down the line. Yeah, yeah, and then Captain Carson goes over to Coruscant. Coruscant again. Bit of admin. Bit of admin. Love a bit of admin. I, re- I recognised the the Colonel bloke, but I couldn't place him. Did you yeah, know? I did recognise him. Yeah, I don't know. If, 
I think he was in, he's definitely been in some films. Um, yeah, definitely. I can't remember which ones though, but yeah, no, definitely, he's I definitely recognised him. And yeah, he's obviously got a little bit of admin from his droid, his droid friend. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was quite an interesting conversation, wasn't it? Because it all were very much like, obviously Captain, Captain Carson suspects that there's something going on, not just with this pirate and there's something going on in the area and Moff Gideon and he starts yeah. all this sort of random accusation, very passionate about it and he goes, this is not the rebellion anymore. We, you know, we've got, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a structure. And, um, and then, but, thought, who, but then who walks in though? Exactly. Right on time. Oh, just see if you want anything from the canteen downstairs. Do you know anything about Navarro? Navarro, you say? <laughs> well, I've heard it's not to be wow. trusted. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing good going on down there. I wouldn't waste your resources. <laughs> she's so like, snide, though. She's so she's snide. Good. Isn't she? Yeah, she's good. She is, she's good. So, yeah, no, they haven't signed the charter, so... Oh, well, you know, he's like, well, that's... And then um, old Captain Carson's like, that's a typical Imperial. So, oh, hello, here we go. Fight, fight, fight. Fight, fight, fight. You better watch yourself, yeah. Captain Carson, because otherwise you're going to end up in the old brain drain. Yeah, exactly. She's She's yeah. got friends. Yeah, she has friend, friends yes. in higher medical places. Um, um, but, yeah, that was quite good. And also that interlinks nicely with... Because um, we said that last week, didn't we? We said um, that how are they going to mesh the two sort of plot strands together? And that's obviously how they're going to do it. There's obviously something shady going on um, to involve Navarro. Old um, Eliza Doolittle knows about it. Mm. Um, obviously, she knows what's going on, but won't reveal it, obviously, because she's pretending to be good. Um, and old Carson's now going to start digging a little bit, maybe, and he might uncover something that she doesn't want him to find. Well, that's it. I mean, straight at the end, yeah, when, when we were at the end of the episode, he manages to sort of, yeah, come across that as well, doesn't he? So, yeah, he's quite a good sort of central rebellion pilot in the middle of it all. And then, I mean, it's, I mean, it's great seeing sort of an X-Wing and him all, with all the gear on and, you know, it's all ties in quite nicely, doesn't it? And then, yeah, um, yeah, she's clearly on the inside now, which we know anyway, but, you know, this is sort of part of her plan. She's on the inside spying from Moff. Oh, moth, moth. and his, his massive army of pirates <laughs> um and then uh he then goes and as a visit to the old mandalorians doesn't he yeah i i, I thought it was really funny because i was sitting there myself thinking how the hell has he found them they're supposed to be like hidden yeah. in hiding and then like most of the dialogue to start with was like well how did you know we were here Oh, because we've got a friend in the rebellion who let me know, and then obviously R five comes out, and it's like, thanks R five, go on, my son. <laughs> Brilliant. It's like, and then Mando's like, "Fuck, that's why I wanted IG." In it, I don't trust <laughs> droids. I've told people this. <laughs> no always, one ever listens to me. <laughs> always giving it away. What they didn't show. What they didn't show you was a deleted scene of all the Mandalorians kicking the shit out of our five <laughs> later on. It's like, well, we have to bloody move again. We've just unpacked the best car. It's fucking heavy. Someone, someone at the back's like, can we move somewhere not any near big dragons this time? Yeah. Oh yeah, they've lost their dragons, haven't they? Where do they go? Oh yeah, where are the dragons? That's a good oh, point. No. 
Oh, mate. Clearly a, clearly a little funny, you know, thing at the end. No, that's, um, that's more of a Robert Fett vibe. That's all it is know. definitely a Robert Fett vibe, that is. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, the old empire's growing again. Um, when he's having a little private chat with Mando. I know he's your friend. Uh, just saying. See you later. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then he obviously tries to convince the other Mandos. And then, like, he's talking, he obviously talks with the old hammer in the hand. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. That's the old, um, like, whoever wants to speak has to hold the the gem or the banana or the whatever's. You know what I mean? Nez is obviously the hammer. Yeah. I'm surprised the armourer let it go, to be honest. I thought it was, like, welded to her hand. Yeah, I know. Um... <laughs> when he's talking, there he goes. Yeah, Mark, you offered me attractive land. It's like, Here we go again. He's back. He's really trying to sell Navarro as like a holiday hotspot, isn't he? (laughs) A holiday hotspot, volcanic sort of. It's a bit like, I think um, Lanzarote is a bit like that. It's all volcanic beaches. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. It's it's literally, there's just like holes in the ground, like every couple of miles. (laughs) And like a lot of the scenery is like looking out over, like, you know, when Luke and Obi Wan look out over a Moss Eisley, like from the top of that hill. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like that, and all you can see is like just grey rock. Yeah, so Navarro. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So then, obviously, it all clicks in place. We got actually, he's offered me a bit of land. We've got our band, sort of small band, back together again. Maybe we can come out because because then I obviously I remembered obviously in the first season they're all underground in Navarro because that's where mm. he sort of escapes, isn't he? And so they they're very familiar with with the planet hmm. um and then yeah they all agree to go yeah but then obviously the interesting part to that is the armorer takes bo time to one side a bit later and says to her like you've you've walked like between both like the two creeds and stuff so maybe you should do what feels comfortable for you but we should all still stick together and you can you can go off helmetless and see if you can recruit anyone else or see if it's viable for us to ever return to Mandalore or whatever. And, and like, I mean, I was getting the impression she was implying that she could be like the leader. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. I don't think the arm, as much as we sort of think the armor is sort of in charge, she's not, she doesn't really, she doesn't feel like she's that bothered by power. So with Din, he's not that bothered, even though he's carrying the lightsaber, he just, he's not that bothered, I don't think. Mm. Um, Whereas obviously Bo-Katan keeps stepping up. She obviously rescued, you know, helped rescue my son um, from a dinosaur thing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, obviously rescued Din as well, previous episode. So, yeah, I mean, she's definitely showing showing great leadership. Yeah, because she was like, she was arranging the um, the strike back against the pirates as well, wasn't she? she was yeah, like- and then we go into that little montage, don't we, where they're like, again, I mean, I, I do like these scenes because they are very short. As much as I do like a bit of talking, you know, like Andori talking, but but those ones are especially in an episode like that, which moves on really quickly. You know, Pirates mm. Attack, the King go right. We need to get Republic. Need to get this. Need to get that. Really short talky scenes, and then we're off again. And then yeah, that's great because it's like because we all love a Star Wars plan. Obviously, we always want a plan. You, know, you always need to plan. Um, and yeah, she does a little plan. Uh, 
on the way there, not before, and then they go to sort of do join the two together. Yeah, and then, well, yeah, she says, well, I'm just going to, Din Djarin's going to cause this distraction, blah, 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 bosh. And then he's, again, that that M1 fire is awesome, isn't it? <laughs> you know, like, it's really, like, good. I mean, I know it was quite good in episode one, but we never really saw it like that, did we? Because, obviously, Anakin's on autopilot, so. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, you know, when you go for a picnic in the height of summer, and you're just sitting there and you've got like a nice sandwich on the go, maybe like a soft drink that's got a bit of sugar emanating out of the top, and there's just a wasp going <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's what the M1's like. That's what it's like to drive. Yeah. yeah. That, that that pirate ship's just like, he's over there. No, he's over there. Wait, where is yeah. he? He's above you. Know. you. What's going on? Pirate like, Quill's like, he's he's your shooter down. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough of this. I'm going back to the Queen Vic. Yeah, exactly. Hello, Mandalorian. Um, yeah, it's really yeah, it was it was great, great like you know, spitfire type hurricane sort of yeah, combat in the air. And yeah, I mean I really like that ship, that pirate, yeah, their their big sort of main ship looked really good as well, you know. Yeah. So obviously kind of, obviously it has its own sort of unique design to it. Yeah, it kind of looked a bit like a like a talon or a claw, didn't it? Cause it yeah. had like a, sort of a curvature coming down from it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was I thought that was really good, and the captain sort of sitting down with his walking stick, you know, getting blasted left and right. Yeah, so that, that was a great sequence. And then obviously Bo-Katan sort of comes in, drops everybody off. Good sort of street fighting, which is obviously we've mentioned before from the trailer. Um, and then IG, have you noticed that the actual bit of IG is not on the statue anymore? No, I didn't notice that. Oh, no. uh, yeah. So it's just his, like, one arm and one sort of one leg. Uh, um, so so we, think he, we think he's still going to come back, do we, then? Yeah, the real IG's obviously just switched off somewhere in a cupboard because <laughs> he <had laughs> attacked Grogu. Um, it's probably with the Azaleans, isn't he? They're probably, they're probably going to, like, patch him up good enough for the for the finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And um, but before the attack, though, did you the old pirates were enjoying the old town being really like just kicking the waiter around and <laughs> getting pissed on green milk, yeah, <laughs> shooting, they, at, shooting at the uh, the things in the trees, yeah, the, the monkeys, yeah, the monkeys poor, in the trees. poor little fathers. They enjoy going back to school, certainly. Yeah, the school is a bar again, <laughs> is that right? Is it, like, it going to be a bar again? Yeah, they're just getting smashed, wouldn't they? But that's the thing. I don't. I get that they're ruffians and it's supposed to be pirates and stuff like that. But I, I still like don't understand the wisdom behind the captain just like bombing the crap out of it straight away. No, I mean, you'd send everyone down and take control, and then be like, right, if anyone tries anything, then we'll bomb it. Do you know what I mean? Or shoot yeah. it or whatever. But yeah, yeah, and it, but uh, but no, I mean it did. I mean, like the captain had a very pirates of the Caribbean feel to him anyway didn't he kind of a he bit did. Davy Jones sort of thing he was a bit Davy Jones yeah very something very unique about it as well and yeah the fact that like I said the quills like had little moustaches and they had little medallions and and then yeah obviously the the pirates were drunk on rum and green rum you know what yeah. I mean? it was all just like okay okay um but yeah then obviously the old Mando's the Mandalorians land and start taking them all out yeah, that's pretty decent because it was it was good. They kind of got caught in a bit of a pincer movement, didn't they? But then old yeah. Paz, like, Paz came down with the big shooter. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get those guns? 
<laughs> Absolutely, he's massive. It's like, mate, that must be so heavy. But then, like, but then they got pinned down again, and then mm. all of a sudden it just cuts to the inside of that bunker tower. Yeah, and the armor is just wandering in and like yeah. people like smashing them in the head and all that. Absolute brutal, wasn't she? Yeah, because she done that in a, in the season one, didn't she? Yeah, but that um, was like it was a massive surprise, though, wasn't it? Because it was just like they didn't show her dropping in or anything, and it was just like no, door just, open and she's like bang, she's there. Yeah, she's the, the camera sort of behind her, isn't it? And she's just yeah. taking them out with these massive hammer. And the poor Thomas. bloke on the on the on the on the gun at the on the balcony, he's got no idea, and he just cuts the pad, and he just sees this bloke going. Whoa. It's so funny those kind of costumes because obviously they only have one facial expression. <laughs> it just looks like he's constantly smiling. <laughs> so he goes over the balcony. He's like, huh? He's like, oh, he's smiling. Yeah, he's gone. He's yeah. He's chuffed with that one. We can tell. But yeah, it's a great little Star Wars battle, that one, wasn't it? A great little uh, street bit of street fighting, bit of sky, sort of sky fighting, fighting in the sky. Big shit yep. goes down, blows up. All the 15 residents go, yay! Brilliant, <laughs> in the desert. And um, yeah, it was really good. And then uh, and then the old Mandalorian's got freedom of the city. Yeah. They can, wherever they want, because it's quite a big planet by the look of it. Um, didn't he say he said he gave them all the land to the west of like somewhere somewhere and, and Bullet Canyon between somewhere and Bullet Canyon on it so it's like a, yeah sounds like more than a tract of land sounds like a, a big portion it does sound like quite a lot doesn't it yeah um yeah so that was quite good and then um uh what else happened then after that and then yeah Bo-Katan like you said Bo-Katan with the removal of the helmet yeah, wasn't I think another reason the armorer was giving her all that power as well is because she told her about the Mythosaur, didn't she? Yes. And, and she was like, she was like, okay, so if that's true, that's like another reason why you should probably become like you're the person to unite all the Mandalorians across the galaxy or whatever, because it's like an omen or something. Yeah, this is the time where the Mandalor- Mandalorians should yeah are coming together and. Can't remember the exact words, but yeah. And then obviously she said, "Remove your helmet," which is like, okay, what's going on here? And then obviously the fact it's quite symbolic. She's got sort of one patch on each shoulder, you know, sort of the traditional tribe and the sort of um, her knights sort of tribe. And then she comes out with her helmet on, and then yes, yeah, it's, it's great. Like obviously, um, yeah, really good. And then all tribes, it's time to, to retake Mandalore. Yeah. Yeah, and then obviously the the coder at the end was old Captain Carson making his way back to wherever and stumbling across that ship. Yeah. Um, which obviously turns out after doing the old data analysis and having a chinwag with base, it's like, oh, actually, that was the, the transport that Moff Gideon was, was in and yeah. now he appears not to be. So, yes. That was great, wasn't it? There? That was a really good sort of shuttle Tidarian yeah oh when i saw it i was like oh like is that actually i didn't know it was going to be a wreck i thought it was actually going to be someone piloting it yeah um and i thought oh maybe this is like a remnant of the empire that's um sort of on its way to becoming the first order maybe and they were going to like shoot old captain carson out of the sky sort of thing but Mm. 
Um, they've tied it back to Moth instead, which is fine. That's all good. He's out there somewhere capering around. And obviously old Eliza, I keep saying Eliza Doolittle, Eliza Kane is, is obviously privy to information in that regard. So mm. she's bound to make her way to Navarro at some point, or we're going to get a scene where she contacts someone who's with Gideon or she'll contact Gideon directly, maybe. Mm. And, and they're trying to, they're obviously trying to, because obviously goes, that's Beskar. Must be a man. They're trying to, trying to pin it on them, but I don't know. I think it might just be a bit of Beskar to be honest, but it might be a Mandalorian that's sort of swiped him. Could be, could be Bo-Katan's crew. Yeah. It could be a plant where they're like, throw them off the scent, or it could be some rogue Mandalorians that are, yet another fucking faction that stand for something else and they might help Gideon for some, whatever reason, yeah. So um, that could be interesting. But um, yeah, no, all to play for, mate. I think I, I, I did notice today when I was reading something that not next week but the week after is an episode written by Favreau and Filoni. So we're probably going to get Ahsoka, Luke Skywalker, R2-D2. The whole uh, shebang. Hera. The whole so, crew. Sabine. Sabine will probably be in it, actually, thinking about yeah. it. She's a Mandalorian. Of course, yeah, she is, isn't she? Do you know what I mean? If Bo's going off to search for people and stuff, might, might, might good way to introduce her before the Ahsoka series starts, you know? Bo-Katan walks both worlds. She can bring all tribes together. We're obviously building up to this Moff Gideon, maybe Admiral Thrawn obviously part of the Ahsoka series I did read something quite interesting on Twitter and I, th- I don't know what you think of this that because obviously they haven't announced any movies yet um, whether they're going to do some sort of Avenger style film with all these sort of main characters against a Thrawn type Star Wars film or trilogy or something that fits perfectly in between this and the sequels um, and whether these series are sort of like a bit like you know how Marvel Marvel have done with Iron Man, obviously got separate films going on, and it all then interlinks quite nicely with the Avengers, uh, not yeah Avengers, um, and maybe that was some sort of plan going on, which does make sense, I think. Yeah, I've never given that much thought actually, and I've certainly not seen anything about that online speculation or otherwise. But now you've mentioned it, I suppose. The opportunity is there. They've got so many different characters now that they can throw into the mix. And as long as there's a, a like decent leverage enough for it to sort of slot in between the end of Return of the Jedi and the start of The Force Awakens, I don't see why there's, there's no reason why not. I mean, in the Ahsoka series, they're talking about how, obviously, they're going off to look for Ezra and Thrawn and or Thrawn. And... I did read someone say, imagine if they found them, but then them two had teamed up to fight, uh, to take on something that was like even bigger than what they were going through. So that could then, that could then lead into a film maybe. And, and obviously because um, Sabine knows Bo-Katan, she just has to put a call back into the, the lads and lasses back at, on holiday farm and they can all come, uh, come on their jetpacks, couldn't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I thought that was quite a good theory. I mean, that sounds like a great theory, you know what I mean? That we have this sort of mini Star Wars war in between sort of the two trilogies that we know. Mm. Um, 
and you know as we spoke with mark you know like trying to set up those sequels a little bit more just i suppose like when we first sort of saw episode one it was so far removed from episode four as a time as a concept yeah it's completely different yeah. And obviously two then supported it three supported it and then we had obviously clone wars and then we've had obi-wan and or and you know a bit of rebel like these things even solo to a certain degree like they've all rogue one they've all supported that original trilogy and really linked the two together even though there's only what 10 15 20 years or whatever it is yeah um and i think that's maybe what they're trying with this back end obviously skeleton crew ahsoka you know there was obviously the the republic um film Oh, sorry, the Republic series, which I think has been canned, but um, unless they get old Captain Carson involved leading that <laughs> one, but yeah, you know, just yeah, I just thought, oh, okay, that's quite an interest because you've got these big characters, you've got, you know, um, obviously all the ones like I said in Boba Fett, um, and the Mando crew, and then we don't know what the skeleton lot are, you know, did some of the Bad Batch survive? Obviously, we know the Rebel characters. We've got Ahsoka. We've got Luke Skywalker. You know what I mean? We've got really big characters as a yeah. as a union. You know, so yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's definitely food for thought, mate. Um, like you say, you could pull all these strands together. Um, and actually, this is a nice little segue into into the Bad Batch. But I was thinking with the Bad Batch, let's move on to that. I think. The way they ended it, I was like, because as I was watching the finale unfold, I was like, there's quite a lot of stuff that's got to happen here if they're going to have like a really clean, tidy ending. Mm. And then the way it did end with her just saying, oh, like, we're sisters and Crosshair's still out of the game. Tex, like, apparently just died, unless they bring him back, I don't know, Mm. but he's obviously just died. Um, They're completely broken as a unit. Mm. Um, I was thinking... Of automatically, oh, we're going to get a third series. But also, wouldn't it be cool if they maybe put together like an, an hour-long special or like a TV film, like hour and twenty minutes or something, to like be the finale, and they announce it at celebration and they drop it at like Christmas time or something? Yeah, yeah, because that's what it feels like. I, I, I don't know if it feels like another series, really. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously, like you said, they're all sort of, sort of broken. You know what I mean? They're all kind of getting captured, and obviously one died, and you know, and you know, then I'm your sister, sister, (laughs) (laughs) twin sister. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's quite an interesting where they're going to take that. I don't know because I do feel they probably want another series or some more of it. You'd like to, you'd like to think so, but if the top brass at Disney said we're not going to give you another series, and they've like Filoni's managed to say to them, okay, can we do what we want to do for this one, but then like just do like an hour an hour special was like a one off just to like round it off. I mean, how cool would that be if they at celebration at the start of next month they like dropped a trailer and it was like for a TV film basically. And it's yeah. like the the culmination of the bad batch, like find out what happens and stuff, and it's like, I think that that could like generate some real good buzz. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the whole story around it and the the the, the sort of the clone troopers and the, the rise of the new stormtrooper, and we've still got a few literations of uniform to go. You know what I mean? Like, I think when I was watching one of one of the ones today, 
it's still they've got the new stormtrooper outfit but with a little bit of red on you know what i mean so they've still got that clone trooper mm. uh, part of it and obviously their helmets are sort of half and half at the moment yeah um which is great so yeah they they didn't go straight into the new stormtrooper look from a new hope do you know what i mean they just slowly evolving there's another there's another sort of or unless this is sort of a different division that we keep seeing i don't know because you know like yeah maybe different designs yeah um, and stuff so maybe this is not a classic stormtrooper yeah a special division yeah maybe mate maybe i mean i think um because obviously they're they're really like pushing in now on like the the whole cloning and, and medical side of of what dr hemlock's doing for example um i do think that that overarching plot is going to like tie into the stuff that's going on with Dr. Pershing um, and behind the scenes in, in Mandalorian in terms of like what Palpatine wants to do for his like eternal life. I know we spoke about this with Mark last week, but yeah, that, that that's really heavily implied because they use the word clonings and, and stuff like during the conversations that they have. So if they're not going to plug that in and eventually have like one big long, piece of thread that runs from there all the way over the original trilogy into Mandalorian into the sequel trilogy I'll be very surprised yeah yeah no great yeah I mean it's very interesting they brought the clone up with old again sort of justifies the snook snook kind of you know again trying to justify these stories that someone made up you know what I mean it's like okay let's try and explain this a little bit I know, then, I know. Like Mark said, you explain one bit and then you sort of leave another door open. <laughs> <laughs> so these things are always never explained. But no, it's, I mean, it's a cracking series. I mean, yeah, really. I mean, sorry, cracking couple of episodes. A good, great series as well. But um, sort of, yeah, the the last dash. And then we got, again, got more cameos. We called it last week, didn't we, mate? We said, uh, well, he's Commander Krennic in this, but mm. he popped up, didn't he? He did. He was very, very quiet. He got one like, line of dialogue. Yeah, is that him? Is what? that him? And you couldn't really see him. I kept showing behind him. <laughs> Obviously, the white uniform rather than the, the kind of grey. And yeah. then the other guy, the bald guy. I think he's in Rogue One as well, isn't he? With credit. Yeah, is he like his right hand man, the one yeah. who comes in and says, uh, sir, "Sir, there's been insurgents on Scarif or something." Yeah, like that's that. the one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's part of the top brass, top table. Brilliant. Um, and obviously. Uh, yeah, it was it was really good. Um, well, and also the other cameo that you know, of course, we should have called it. Of course, if there's like a high ranking imperial meeting, of course, Saw's going to be there trying to course. disrupt it. Of course, he knows about it. <laughs> and then the fact that obviously, uh, I can't remember which bad batch it was. Like, Saw Guevara, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, oh, you know each other. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Hunter, wasn't it? I think. Hunter, yeah, Hunter said, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, yeah that was really good and a good escape and obviously it's quite sad to sort of see one of them go take a go yeah I think that's it's a major loss to the group because like 75% of everything that they do goes through him yeah it's true. you know what I mean yeah, like all the all the navigation all the um, like all the sort of like research all of the calculations all of the theory, probability, everything. They, they're like tech, and he's like, yes, it's this. And they're like, right, good. Do you know what I mean? Now he's gone. It's like, well, what are you going to do? Ask Wrecker to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
we've got a lot of heavy heavy people and then obviously what's her name just completely stitches them up and just grasses them up doesn't she yeah yeah Sid Sid that's the only thing she could do do you know what I mean she kept threatening them I think I said a couple of episodes ago I was like what's she really going to do but I suppose yeah dobbing them into the empire was like the it's really the only thing that could really hurt them um, and she did it just at the worst time man as well like you know, they're a member down now. They're grieving. Um, they still don't know where um, Crosshair is. And she's like, yeah, they're, they're in there. Go, go and get them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bang out of order. Bang out of order. Um, but no, it was, yeah, really, really good ending. And then obviously, it was quite quite interesting because obviously it looked like they were all captured and it was a great escape. Um, and then not not obviously... Our little friend, but with her sister. 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 Uh, <laughs> and that kind of sets it up nicely. Yeah. I forgot about that little doctor droid that they had that was like running around with them in the last episode. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that bloke. Mm. Yeah, Medically, yeah. she's completely healthy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but um, there's, I mean, like, because they, they took her back to, they took Omega back to um, Tannis. And I was like, I was like, God, we must have had about 15, 16 minutes, like like 20 minutes or so. There's only, there can't be much longer to go. And like, you know, obviously the old um, Nala Say is there. And I was like, they, they're not making big moments out of these things. And obviously the, doc, the, the doctor's assistant walks in and goes, oh, I'm your sister. And it just ends. And it's like, oh man, they're going to do more. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. But also I'm a bit disappointed because I thought we were going to get like a bit more... I thought they were going to rescue Crosshair or Crosshair and Omega would like join forces and break out or whatever. Um, we didn't get any of that. No. It just makes me think they they must already have something in, up their sleeve, surely, that they yeah, can pump out. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they've got something coming along. Uh, we'll, we'll find out when next week. Um, no, it's finished now, isn't it? So celebrations in... Is it a week Friday? Yeah, week Friday, yeah. So, that's I, mean. Well, I mean, that's what I mean next week. I mean, celebration, we'll find out. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's what's um, in the pipeline? Yeah, or, yeah. I'm sure, like we said before, there'll be traders and, <clears throat> and announcements and all that sort of stuff going on, which will be good. So, um, just before we wrap up, mate, we did get a, um, a question on Twitter that's been yeah. asked. Yeah, we've got a yeah, question. It, Give us, a, give us a follow on Twitter if, you, if you're on there, at UK Star Wars Pod. Um, one of our followers and regular listener, Richard, has uh, sent us a question. And he said, something from The Rise of Skywalker, so, you know, it could be a bit contentious, might split the fan base, you never know. Um, he said, how did Ray get Luke's X-Wing, which had been in the sea for quite some time, fixed so quickly? Do you have any thoughts, Paolo? Do I have any thoughts? Just trying to recollect that now. Because let's be honest, because it obviously it's been, it's been there for a while. Yeah, Luke, Luke raises it, so it comes out and it's all covered in water and shit. Um, so um, I think Richard's saying, how did they then clean it up and get it um, space-worthy again, I guess? Well, I suppose if you look back... Um, I mean, when when in on Dagobah, for example, I know he's not in the water for as long, 
But that comes out, Yoda gets that out of the water pretty quickly and it sort of starts the engines and off it goes. Obviously, it's not in there as long as as Luke's is. Luke's is in, in the water for a long more time. And also, probably Luke's is on, it's salt water as well, isn't it? That's island. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? That, that naturally clean, salty Irish water has like preserved it. Especially on that island where, let's face it, there's probably no tools apart from a bit of stone to fix shit. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's probably just a classic Star Wars. Let's just uh, let's just um, not worry about that and just carry on. It works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richard suggested, was it the Force? I mean, that's kind of the go-to answer for anything like that, right? Is, yeah. To be fair, they do have Chewbacca on. On he's there, isn't he? Uh, no, he's off he's... with Lando trying to rally the troops, isn't he? Oh yeah, because he's roasting those little things a little bit earlier on isn't he yeah that's in the that's in that's the last right jedi the that's in the last jedi yeah it comes later doesn't he yeah you get you're getting you get confused mate. You get confused yeah so. i quite like the thought of um the x-wing coming down and then <laughs> luke's just like because we've already established that force ghosts can capture uh, flying lightsabers out of the air i'd like the thought of um him and ray getting a couple of hair dryers out and just like giving it a blow dry down you know what i mean yeah just to get rid of some of that excess water, try and get the uh, the cockpit a bit more comfy, you know. As ships go, though, they are very industrious. I do feel they can, you know, survive. I mean, to stay in water, though, for a long time, I mean, you know, he's there, he's there. Well, we assume it's, in, it's, it's submerged for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it might have it might have been all right just to make that one trip as well, you know. It might not, it might not have been... Um, uh, space worthy enough to just be like, yeah, we can just keep using this for like, for as long as we want now, or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good question, really good question. Obviously, like you say, you can always say, oh, it's the force. The force has fixed the engines. Where the, all the moss went, I don't know, because there's quite a lot of moss on the top, wasn't it? Unless, unless the blue milk, those camels, have something to do with it. Find somebody think of the moss. Yeah. There you go. There's a Star Wars story I'd like to see. Moss. I know what that. I know where that moss went to complete the circle. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean captain. Ah, oh, it's his face. It's Oscar the Grouch. It's Oscar the Grouch. It's his face. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I don't know what you call those Star Wars. Um, sort of. Uh, oh well, we'll just kind of glaze over that part. Yeah, sorry, Richard. I don't think there's a. I don't think we can we can categorically say one way or the other exactly what it was. But I mean, they must have they must have patched it up a little bit whilst they were there, maybe using some materials that were scattered around the island or something, just to get it up and running. And then perhaps they left it on uh, Exegol when they exited. Anyway, I don't know. Do oh no, did that? No, they did fly it back, didn't they? Was it at the rebel base at the end? I can't remember. I can't remember. Unfortunately, Richie, you've probably also pointed out the most, the least, most watched Star Wars film as well. Oh, not for me, mate. Not for me. Oh, yeah, you're, 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 yeah, you've watched it a few times. I've watched it loads, Um, mate. I love it. I do love it. I've watched um, it more than The Force Awakens, I reckon. Really? Yeah, I reckon so, yeah. I mean, I've, I've watched it a few times, but I can't, yeah, I can't really recall what happens sort of after that. Is there enough time, sort of, we go to a different scene, obviously, where they're struggling and then we come back and it's sort of ready? Or do they kind of 
bring it out of the water and then she just jumps straight in and then off she goes. Well, no, that's, well, that's the thing. We don't know how much time elapses, but Luke gets yeah. it out of the water and then we cut away to other things and then we're at the resistance base and it's like, uh, excuse me, Commander Dameron, we're getting a code signal from Red 5. Mm. And our 3 is like, that's, that's Master Luke's code or whatever. And then they're like, oh, it's Rage. He's like sending us some coordinates, like a plot coordinate or whatever, so we can follow her. Um, yeah, which was a nice little callback to the OT, obviously. Mm. Um, yeah, so, yeah, sorry, Richard, mate. We tried our best on that one. But uh, if, if, if you or anyone else has a, has a question at UK Star Wars Pod on Twitter, hit us up yeah. and, and we'll oblige. Um, just before we get out of here, Paolo, I just noticed that there was a, um, a toy auction um, this week or last week where uh, some vintage Star Wars figures in their original packaging got sold off. Okay. Um, and they made quite a pretty penny as well. Uh, Did they? Yeah, I think they had about 40 or 50 figures in their original packaging, and it was um, a father left them to his daughters, so he collected them back in the day, um, and he's left them to to them. Unfortunately, he passed away last year, um, so he said sell the collection and, and split the money between his daughters, basically. Um, yeah, so he they made just over fifteen grand. Wow, not bad, is it? No, it's not bad at all. Oh, it just makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> all that. I mean, I did play with them, but you know, didn't have a package. But yeah, but what good ch- <sighs> cherished childhood memories now? Yeah, I'd rather have the fifteen. But they're really grand. expensive now. I mean, they were quite like, as in not the originals, just new ones. You know, just in the toy shop, like, 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 so they've got a lot of the Mandalorian ones at the moment, um, and some random characters from the original trilogy. I took a picture of, I think, in the toy shop, didn't I? I sent it to you, do you remember? The the guy in Cloud City. And um, I managed to get IG-11 with his picture from Empire. Um, So, yeah, that was like 8.99 or something, I think. And I went straight onto eBay. It's selling for fifteen quid. The same one. You're joking? <laughs> no. I'm like wow. Hold on a real mixed mixed bag of toys out at the moment. With loads of Mandalorian stuff, and then they've got these like random sort of original trilogy, but none of the main characters at all. It's just like sort of these smaller characters in this toy shop. Mm. And um, even the Mandalorian ones are really expensive. Like, I mean, blimey! It's like this is this is this is quite hefty yeah like do you think that's because they kind of pricing it because they think adults will collect them collect them as like collectors items. i think so yeah because they're not very toyy you know not very like small little guns and you know what i mean they're not very child friendly which is quite <laughs> quite weird but yeah i mean i'll be my son he's lost rg11 already and like fuck's sake oh, <laughs> don't give them to the children <laughs> exactly that's what, that's what i'm thinking so yeah i mean um yeah, even nowadays, like just the the new ones are are crazy prices. So, because um, I just wanted like a whole batch of them, sort of like, you know, do you remember the ones that I mean, I bought a load of like back in sort of the late nineties when the trilogy got re released in the cinema and they brought out all the figures again, but just slightly mm. different packaging. Mm. Those ones are mega expensive. I remember buying them like again, like next to nothing at the time because where we worked, we worked, you know, they had a toy department. Yes. I'm sure you must have bought a few as well. And like they were all in a black sack somewhere, and probably my mum and dad's, you know, like 
all in the still they are in the cases you know because yeah. i didn't get them out and yeah i mean that like even they're going crazy prices and they're not even the originals they're just the 90s ones right i'm fuming now because i too had quite a lot of those um what they called power of the force weren't they or something mm. I had like I had quite a few of them as well in boxes at my mum and dad's house, and they kept them in the garage, which is fine. But unfortunately, they a few years ago had a leak, and the boxes that they were in weren't plastic or anything, so half of them got mullered. So I'm I'm double gutted in that respect. Yeah, and my missus. So her mum and dad, like, they've kept all their childhood toys, like, pristine condition. Right. Like, it's like they've got these matchbox cars and, like, amazing, like, in boxes. And they've kept, I don't know how, I don't know if they ever played with these toys. You know, they've got, like, even board games, like the original Mousetrap and a Pac-Man game and all the rest of it. And so my next question was, have you got any Star Wars? I said, nah, Steve wasn't into Star Wars. Oh, oh Steve! Dave, you absolute mug! Oh. Imagine so like st- Transformers, like everything apart from Star Wars. Uh, no, their cousin was really into him, and he had the Millennium Falcons. I don't. The Endor Village. No. What are you doing? Why? Why are you listing things now? Stop! Yeah. Just stop! <laughs> Just rubbing it in. You could be a millionaire now. <laughs> <laughs> this time next year, Rodney. Yeah, so but there you, we go. That's the yeah the toys. To be fair though, mate, some of those transformers and that—if you've got them pretty good packaging and everything—you could get a few quid for them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just uh, check your check your lofts, check your basements, check under the beds, see if you've got the odd the odd figure. You could be quids in. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, even when you think you sort of missed the boat and when we got those sort of ones in the 90s and we got all this sort of memorabilia, even when episode one, I remember getting um, uh, a battle droid on a... You know, like in episode one where they land in the boo and they're sort of like on those stack things? Yeah, the stack, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've got one it of was... them in an in original, bo- like a green box, which I think was in, right, really expensive. It's still got the price at four ninety nine, which is quite expensive. And I've got Mace Windu with a green lightsaber in the box. Now, that one might be worth something. Yeah. It's so worth checking. Because, because obviously in episode one, we don't see him with a lightsaber or anything we don't know, you know. So, well, that was a good... I remember those stats because I got one as well because we got them mm. in at Woolworths. Yes, that's they right. They came in as like a preview figure, didn't, preview yeah. figure, didn't they? And I remember we, we got one each. I remember... Yeah. So I've still got mine somewhere knocking about. Yeah. So Pretty sure. There is hopefully a few little bits and pieces. So, But you think, oh, well, we'd buy it, obviously, at the time. Because obviously at the time we had loads of money because we had no, nothing to spend our money on because we had no rent. Yeah. <laughs> Living at home with no children. We had no responsibilities no of responsibility. that kind. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. And we could um, get things like that. What what do you mean IG-11 had a picture of IG-88 on the box? <laughs> Is that what you mean? Yeah, so IG so yeah, it was IG-11, but it was it was IG-88 from Empire, the Empire. That's how, that's how they got you, mate. Yeah. They hooked you in. They're like, "Look, it's the old one." It's the old one, it's the old. Ah, uh, no it's not. <laughs> and then I got Kara what's her name? 
because I thought my younger one would like that because she's got a massive gun. Um, and also, I was thinking, well, she's not in anymore. You know what I mean? She's not in it. You know, thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he fucking opens the box straight away. <laughs> he goes, "Don't like it. I want a man." <laughs> His first Star Wars toy, and he wants a man. That's out of order, man. Because you could have kept that pristine. Yeah. It's like, don't tell your feminist mother. Did your daughter? What, did, did your daughter show any interest in the discarded car or not? No, she was just trying to hide them from each other. Yeah, I don't know. I think Albie loves it. He liked the IG, but he lost it. So I don't know where that is. It's somewhere in there. Mate. That's the thing with toys, isn't it? They they just absolutely sort of destroy them. And so I think we just stick to Star Wars Lego and some lightsabers. And I think we're safe for now until they're a bit older. Good idea, mate. Kids are stupid. Don't give them toys. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> just give them, just give them like really hard plastic. <laughs> um, just to just to finish with um, properly this time, but I just quickly googled that Colonel, and he's one of the teachers from Mean Girls. That's where I recognise him from. Oh, uh, okay. He's like okay. the I think he's like the head teacher or something. Right, right. So yeah, Tim Meadows. Yeah. Shout out Tim Meadows. Yeah, good, good, good acting, good part. Seemed quite busy in the uh, New Republic head office. Indeed, indeed. Doing lots of admin paperwork. So, yeah, next week, more Mando. I'm away next week, so I'm hoping to sort of shout my laptop somewhere randomly and and get this episode, get the next, because obviously we're really building up now yep. to the finale. Um, and we've got Celebration, which we'll probably miss, so we'll probably talk about that when I'll get back the week after. Um, all the ins and outs of that and the trailers and and uh, yeah happy days have a good Star Wars week everybody yeah sounds good everyone may the force be with you and thanks for joining us starting our approach deactivate the security shield security deflective shield will be deactivated when we have confirmation of your code transmission stand by <laughs> <laughs>